0: Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Well, hey, if you have your Bibles, we're going to read some more out of this wonderful book. We're going to be reading in First Peter, starting in chapter 2 tonight. So First Peter, chapter 2. And this is the Apostle Peter, and he's written a letter to multiple Christians dispersed throughout the area of Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. And in this part of Scripture, we see Peter informing them of what they belong to or whose they belong to. So we're going to read this together, starting in verse 9. It says, but you are... A chosen race. Everyone say chosen. Chosen. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people for his own possession. I love that. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now, everyone say now, now, you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I love it. Let's pray together. Jesus, in this moment right now, we just declare that you are Lord, and we thank you for the many blessings that you've brought into our lives, God, but we thank you that we get to open up your word and learn from it, Jesus, that it doesn't return void, that it that it isn't silent. Whenever we open it up and we read it, you speak to us through it, God. And we thank you for that truth, Jesus. And I pray that, that this generation, Lord, of people, of young people, would stay uncomfortable, Lord. That we would always trust you, God. That we would always step out and we would walk past our comfort line, God. do to- yes. Jesus. That we would be bold with our faith, God. And we pray all of this in your name. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 Well, if you're taking notes tonight, I want to preach a message entitled True Identity. True Identity. And believing God's going to speak very clearly. During this moment, I'm looking forward to what he has in store. But quick question, who remembers going to the county fair when they were younger? Anybody remember going? I always loved going to the county fair. Y'all are probably going to think I'm super weird, but I remember going and buying empty. There were were just eggshells that were half open does anyone remember this? And, there, were, and there, were, th- there was confetti in the center. I don't know if this is just like a St. Augustine thing or not. So I'm really like, I'm like going out there. But we would buy a carton of empty eggs. It was just a shell and there was confetti in them. And we would run around and chase our friends around. We'd smash them on each other's heads just for fun. And we'd throw them around and confetti would go everywhere. And that was like one of many things that I remember of when we, when you go to the county fair we throw those eggs around and then we'd always obviously go on rides we'd go on the bumper cars or we'd go on like, that giant fun slide with like a potato sack on and you try to race your friends down the slide or i would well a lot of people would try to get me to go on this ride the ring of fire does everyone remember that one? Oh my gosh I would never go on that one, because I always heard about people getting stuck at the very top, upside down, for hours on end, and I was like, no, that's not not getting me, ain't getting me, like, I'm never gonna do that, and I was never really a fan, when I was younger of roller coasters, can I just be real with y'all, I just was never a fan, I like them now, but I was just like, no, you're not getting me, I'm not doing it, like, I'll go, I'll go on, like, the little kitty, like, caterpillar ride, but not a roller coaster, but there were tons of rides, and we would always go, and we'd have an amazing time, but there was always a section of the county fair where there was, like, a fun house. Does anyone remember that? It was a fun house, and, and you'd walk through it, and it had a couple layers to, or levels to it. And you'd walk through and go, climb on weird stairs, or um, you would walk through, like, these colorful punching bags. It was interesting. And then you would always run into a mirror eventually, a fun house mirror. It's like a circus mirror where either your top half of your body was super, super tall, like a giraffe, or your bottom half was super wide, and it would distort the image, right? It would distort what you look like because the, the mirror was wavy. And I was thinking about this image, and I, I remember so clearly going when I was a kid to this, to this fun house and And standing at that mirror. And I think that in life, if we're not careful, we can almost lose our identity or our identity can get distorted by maybe the things that we're we're good at or what people say about us. And we listen to, to the people around us or... Or we we lean so much on what we're good at and forget where our true identity is found, which is in God. And it's much like standing in front of that mirror where you, you see yourself and it's a bit distorted. And because of that, there's a bit of an identity crisis that takes place. But I'm here to tell you that your true identity is actually found in God. It's not found in in maybe the tasks that you do throughout the day. Or maybe what you feel like people will remember you by. Or what you're even good at, your gifts and talents. It's not where your identity is found in. It's It's in the one that actually gave you those gifts and talents. God. So I wanted to just go right into some of the points that I have for us tonight as we reflect on this passage that we just read. So if you're taking notes tonight, point one is that you are chosen and treasured in his eyes. You are chosen and treasured in his eyes. So you are chosen by God. And that's a big deal. In the Greek, this word chosen is defined as select or choice or picked out. And knowing this truth eliminates the temptation of getting caught up in an identity crisis. When you remember you are chosen by God, then you can rest easy. We can quickly find our identity in what we are good at, And instead of the one who gave us the ability in the first place, it is a case of identity theft. But if we could remember that before we were ever discovered by our talents or the things we were gifted in, God was forming us in our mother's womb. Our identity is attached to who made us and who chose us first. It's God. I felt, as I was writing this message, it felt like God was prompting me to, to encourage some people that maybe weren't raised in a, in a healthy household back in the day. Maybe you're here tonight and you you had no choice but to go through a broken marriage. And believe me, I know what that feels like. And it's not easy. Sometimes you can, you can kind of feel like maybe it was your fault, but it wasn't. It wasn't your fault. But because of that situation, that circumstance that you've gone through, I think it it could easily cause you to have a distorted view of what God is in your life. This whole, whole idea of a heavenly father is distorted because of what you've seen on earth, maybe by a parent. That does not have to be the case tonight. You have a God that actually loves you unconditionally. He has plans for your life. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter what you've felt on this earth. Maybe your earthly parents, maybe they have, I mean, they're human. They, they've messed up just like anyone else that's human. But God, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Is anyone with me tonight? He's for you and he loves you. You're not second choice. You're first choice in his eyes. And he loves you. But you're chosen. And you're treasured in his sight. I think the thing that can happen is that we we tend to look at God through that broken lens of what we've experienced. And because of that, we view God as something that he isn't. You're fully accepted by God, no strings attached. He's not going to leave you. He's here to stay. And you're not an afterthought either, in God's eyes. You're not second choice, your first choice. So the scripture says that you are chosen, but what else does it say? It also says that you're a royal priesthood, which is pretty cool. This means that you're a royal. So in the Greek, this is described as kingly or regal and priesthood translates to the order or body of priests. So you are priests of kingly rank. <laughs> There's great value found in this truth. Great value found. You're valuable to God. You're valuable because you are God's. You're His. I remember when I was younger, I, I faced... The option or the temptation of finding value in what other people thought of me. When I grew up, before I was in church, I started playing music and I loved writing and playing and singing and, and dancing and doing all kinds of stuff. But I'm so thankful that I never allowed that to be my identity. I could have easily leaned into that. But because I got into church at the right time, I realized where my true identity was found in. It was in God. We see this all the time. That people, they feed off it. Feed off of how many likes they can get on a post or how popular they can be. And they find their identity in a social media account instead of... God that loves them where they're at no strings attached on your good day on your best day and on your worst day he still loves you and he's enough so you're treasured in his sight you're chosen and secondly tonight you are a holy nation and you have a holy membership You are a holy nation and you have a holy membership. The word holy breaks down to a few words, upright, pure, sinless. But one word that really stuck out to me was consecrated, which by definition, it just means to make or declare something, typically a church, sacred, and you dedicate formally to a religious or divine purpose. How beautiful is that to declare something sacred you're considered righteous in his eyes so you're a holy nation a nation is a tribe a group of people a multitude living together and finally you're you're God's property you are the people of his own possession. I don't know about you, but I, I only want to be marked and considered God's child. Yeah. I would not want to be anyone else's property. <laughs> I'm glad that, that God has called me as his own. There's so much strength in that. Your true identity can be found I'd love for you to write this down. Your true identity can be found in your vertical relationship, not your horizontal relationships. Your true identity can be found in your vertical relationship, you and God, not in your horizontal relationships. Why? Because God has claimed you as his own, his own possession. It wouldn't make sense for a child to never talk or to look for their parents while growing up. Because a child learns from seeing and hearing and doing, right? They have to see an example. Your identity is found in who you belong to. Your, Your Heavenly Father. And I also want to say this, that Your approval isn't found in others, but in God. All the approval that you will ever need in life is found in God. It's easy, if we're not careful, we can try and find approval in others or the things that we do, like I've been saying earlier. But you got to remember that you already fit in. Like, you don't have to worry about fitting in anywhere. You already fit in, in God's eyes. You already fit in. You already have all the approval you'll ever need in God. He's smiling down on you. He's chosen you and he loves you and he cherishes you. Because you're a child of God. So as we begin to close tonight, as the band comes back up, I wonder what would happen if we all live life knowing where our real identity was found in. That our true identity is found in Him, in God. That we are chosen, that we are a part of royalty, that we are holy, that we are His possession. And last but not least, at the end of this passage that we read earlier verse 10 it talks about how we have mercy in God we have mercy so verse 10 I just want to read it to you it says once you were not a people but now you are God's people once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy and what is mercy? Mercy is compassion, grace, and forgiveness, and so much more. I'm so thankful for mercy. I'm so thankful that we can find mercy in God. That He He gives that out freely to us. It it costs him something, but He He gives mercy. And I'm thankful that. He sent his son to die for all of our sins, for everyone's sin, not some, for all. It's beautiful. So this is what I want us to do right now. Let's just all stand together. And I really would love to pray for some people before we go back into worship for a bit. with every head bowed, eye closed in this place, if you're honest with yourself, maybe in this place, if you're honest, maybe you've misplaced your true identity in something besides God. pray that that this moment you would be able to realign your true identity between you and God that you would restore that that there would be healing in that God so if that's you in this place I'd love to pray for you so If you would love prayer in this area, just raise up your hand. If you if you want to to find a better understanding of identity in God. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you can put those hands down. Jesus, you saw those hands. I just pray right now that you would begin that process of restoration God that they would be able to to truly see what it looks like to find their identity in you the true identity God we thank you that your thoughts for us outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore Lord that that your love has no boundaries it's unending for us I thank you so much that you've brought these people in this room right now just so you could speak to them God I just pray that you would continue to do that that you continue to speak to them I pray that they would be able to To see the promises that you have for their lives in your word more than ever, God. And that there would be healing through that process. We thank you, Jesus. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Come on, let's sing. We hope you got something out of that message we would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.